Rabotai, good morning, good morning. Breakfast today is sponsored by Lindsay and Shalomo Suisa in honor of the Kahal and wishing the entire Kahal Atzlacha. And as well for the Rifuah Shaul Abda ben Naima, uh, who needs a Rifuah sponsored by the Weber family and Green Chickpea in Newark, New Jersey. Rifuah Bezat Hashem. Rabotai, in this week's parasha, we come across an amazing pasuk. The pasuk says, Alpi Amonai Hanu, according to the word of God, they would camp, and according to the word of God, they would travel. They, uh, they guarded the guard, the, uh, the guarding the, the, the uh, timing of Akadosh Baruch Hu. So it's a fascinating thing if you think about what was going on with these Jewish people. And a lot of times we read Pesukim, but you know what? We're very removed from them because we're not thinking exactly what that means in real terms or in uh, human terms. And I'll give you an example as to what this means. The Pasuk tells us that sometimes it would be Yamim Rabim, many, many days. Right? What, sometimes it would be Me'erev Adboker, from morning until night until they would travel. Sometimes it would be Miyomam Ad Laila. Sometimes Yamayim Chodesh, sometimes two days, sometimes a month. The Torah goes through all the various possibilities. And I think the question here is why does it need to tell you? Uh, how, how often the possibilities are uh, that they could have traveled. It says that whenever they traveled, they traveled by God. So when the, the cloud would get up and go, would travel, then they would follow this cloud in the desert. It just needs to tell you that. You don't need to tell me, and sometimes it was a day, and sometimes it was a week, and sometimes it was a month, and sometimes it was a year. It doesn't need to tell you that. As long as we understand that they travel when the cloud goes, the pasu could have been much shorter. And the answer of is to communicate the challenges that the Jewish people were, were, uh, uh, were faced with when they were trying to be Ba'alei Amunah in the desert. And the answer to that is, Rabbi if you think about it, you, know, you get to a certain place, you have all your suitcases. I don't know if you know, a lot of times you go to a hotel room, you know, and you get into the hotel, it's already 10, 11 o'clock at night, you have a flight in the morning. Do you bother to unpack your suitcase? You don't. You take out what you need, you hope, we all do that. You unzip the top of the suitcase. You stick your hand in. You pray to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Then you put it on that side of the suitcase, right? You fish around. You try to grab it. You hope there's a pair of shoes in there. Oh, Shema Yisrael, I have to unzip it halfway. And you unzip it all the way. You put it on the bed, right? If you're going to stay there for a week, I went to. We just uh, we're mentioning. We went to Pesach program together. You lived out of your suitcase for eight days? Of course not. You put it in the shelves. You know you're going to be there for a week. You unpack. If you know you're going to be somewhere for for two years. You know, what do you do? Not only do you unpack, you put the suitcases in the attic. That's how it works. Each time frame that you're gonna be there, you react to the way you're going to live in that space based on how long you're gonna be there. So could you imagine? They go to one place, they're there for a week. They put away all their things. All of a sudden, the cloud moves. Everyone's, you know, everyone gets up. They start moving around with it. And the father's yelling, okay, everybody, we're going. Grab your things, pack up again. They pack up the suitcases. Baruch Hashem, they're traveling. They go to a new place, everyone gets ready, they start unzipping the suitcase, they put everything away. That next morning, the cloud moves again. Now ready, the guy says, we're not doing this again. Next place we go, we're not unpacking at all. Now they're there for a day, for two days, for five days. They're saying, Dad, can we unpack? He says, I'm not having it. <laughs> we're not unpacking. Take out only the things that you need, right? And then go, time goes on, and then they're there for a week, for a month. What the Pasuk is telling you is that Bnei Israel were faced with a challenge. They never knew how to live. They never knew how to pack. They never knew when to unpack. Because at any moment they could be traveling. I will say one thing though, Rabotai. 
Rabbi Chaim Shmuel Levitz points out a fascinating Gemara. The Gemara in Shabbat tells us that if a person uh, does one of the 39 melachot on Shabbat, they've violated the Shabbat with all the attendant challenges and punishments that come with it. What are the 39 melachot? Where do we learn these categories of work from? We learned them from the Mishkan. Asks, they ask a magnificent question. Take a look, by the way, in the, uh, uh, in, the, in, the, in the story of the Mishkan, in the story of the desert, and you will see that it seems that one of the Milachot we don't learn from the Mishkan. What am I referring to? Each time, Rabotai, they took down the Mishkan, that's called, in the language of the Milachot of Shabbat, that's called the Milacha of Soter, of, de- of deconstructing something. Let's say you knock down your house on Shabbat. Did you violate Shabbat? So the Gemara says, Soter al-Minat libnot, when you destroy a house in order to build it, that's considered to be a creative work. Why? I'm not just destroying something, I'm making room for my new house. So you want to know if it's creative milacha, are you doing it on the condition to build? But not only that, the Gemara in Shabbat adds one more word. The Gemara in Shabbat on page 31 says, Soter al-Minat libnot bimkomo, if you destroy in order to build in that place, that's considered to be a, a, a creative work, that's melacha. If I just break down this building, and then I'm gonna build over there, then this building was destructive. That's mekelkel, that's not a, a melacha from the Torah. So asks, asks the Gemara, one second, if that's the case, every time in the Mishkan, let's see, we learn all the melachot from the Mishkan. And in the case of the Mishkan moving each time, they deconstructed the Mishkan, Almanat Levnot, where? Shelobim Komo, because they were moving to another place. Amale, the Gemara answers, Shani Hatam, different, it was over there. Kivan Dichtiv Al Hashem Yachanu, since it says, by the mouth of God they camped, Kisoter Almanat Levnot Bimkomo Dami. Since they traveled by the word of God, it's as if they were destroying in order to build in the same place. What does that mean? Reb Chaim Shmulevitz gives an unbelievable explanation. He says, if you look at your life and you think about where the places you've been, you all just told me you're from Argentina, from Mexico, for I came from London, he came from the Golan Heights, they came from France over there, we have the UN here at breakfast with less anti-Semitism. Now the idea is if you imagine this Rabotai, each one of us says, I was over there, and now I'm over here, and where am I going tomorrow? I'm going to another place. Go to a baby that sits in the arms of its mother. Ask the baby where he was yesterday, he was in his mother's arms. Where's he gonna be today? In his mother's arms. Where's he gonna be tomorrow? The world around him, it doesn't, it's not defined by where it is geographically. He is in his mother's arms and that's all he knows. The idea of the kid in the best place, in the best of times, or a child in the worst of times, a child, Rabotai, again, not to belabor the point, but a child in his mother's arms in Auschwitz, where was he? In his mother's arms, the kid doesn't know the difference. In the worst place on earth, he's still in his mother's arms. Bechek imo. Says Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, that's the Peshat, that's the idea here. Am Yisrael was being carried in the Ananiya Kavod in the clouds of glory. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is raining down on them man from the heavens. So you have to move here, you have to move there. It doesn't make a difference. I understand that I'm always in one place. And what is that one place? I'm where God wants me to be. And who am I with? I'm with God. 
That's why the Pasuk says, Zacharti lach chesed neuraich. I remember the kindness of your youth. Lechtech acharai midbar. Where did you go? You just followed me. You were following me wherever. Who do you trust in a time of challenge? Your father. Who do you trust in the good times? But you fall walking behind your father. In every instance, you know that they have your best interests at heart. So therefore, Abutai, the Gemara is saying, every time they destroyed the, the Mishkan, they took it apart. Where were they going to rebuild it? They were going to rebuild it in the same place that they were last time. Where were they last time? Not in Hatserot, not in Dizahav. Last time, they were where God told them to be. Where are they this time? Where God told them to be. Where are they going to be next time? Where God told them to be. Rabotai, the Shlach HaKadosh writes, that a person should train themselves. Whenever they say they're going to do something, they're going to buy something, they're going to marry something, or someone more, purpose, more uh, spoken more correctly, they should always say the words, Imirza Hashem, Bezrat Hashem. That should pepper the language of a Jew. So much so that Mefarshim say that Yaakov Avinu walked into his father's room when his father thought it was Esav, and the father said, Wow, Hakol Kol Yaakov. The voice is the voice of Yaakov, because there's a voice. There's a voice of a Jew. And what is the voice of a Jew? When Yitzhak asks his son, Madua miharta, how did you get so quickly all the animals that I told you to go hunt? How did you get so fast? And he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought them to my hand. He mentioned that it was Be'ezrat Hashem. Yaakov Avinu is the, one of the avot, but that is a way that each Jew is supposed to speak. Be'ezrat Hashem, Imirtse Hashem. Now I know that sometimes you don't think to yourself with those language and those words, but Rabotai, if you realize one nikuda, you realize that each time you say those words, Be'ezrat Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Imirtse Hashem, you're putting money in the bank. You know when you make that withdrawal? When everything is chaotic and you have no idea how things are going to go. When you need to draw on your emunah. When suddenly things are as bleak as they could be, and now you've already trained yourself to know, to feel, to think. Why? Because I camp wherever Hashem wants me to camp. This is not Rabotai, just a story or a message that happened a long time ago in the desert. It's something that applies to every single person in their life every single day. And everybody here, from whatever background you will be in, will know that this is the case. You, uh, you're trying to make a sale and every door is closed to you. Then you decide, you know, I'm going to go to bed. Can I say, you're sitting at breakfast, you meet this guy. Next thing you know, you found a buyer for the product. You think you're going to put in all this effort. You build a deal for six months in the real estate business. And what happens? It implodes in your face. Someone else comes in last minute, swoops the deal. You feel terrible and out of nowhere from something that you didn't do nearly any work, you made two phone calls and they paid you commission on that deal. And that's what brings you your parnasah. That's how it works, Rabotai. It works in the, in the strangest of ways. And if that's the case, if that is the case, then suddenly we begin to realize what this pasuk means when it says, sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's a month. I'm praying for something and I think to myself, where is God if I'm asking him for this thing? Where is he? Where is he on this business I'm trying to get to take off? Where is he on the shiduchim? I'm trying to have children. I'm trying to raise my children. I'm trying to have shalom bayit. I'm trying to fix a relationship with my father. I'm praying all day. Where are you? You don't realize that God decides when the penny drops. God decides 
when the person you're trying to make shalom with is going to have a chance meeting with someone else who just lost their father or their brother and they're crying bitterly over the fact that they did not make shalom before they passed away. And all of a sudden, all of your efforts, which were going nowhere in two seconds, tells you, we don't realize that God is the one that helps us camp. He's the one that makes us feel settled. But God also ensures that when the time to move on from the place that you're in comes, Hashem brings something that's unexpected. I did not move to England with the intention of ever leaving. I thought I was going to move there forever. In fact, one of the job offers that I was offered before I went to England was for a job. It was a great job in a wonderful community, much closer to home. But I knew that that was a place I could only be there for a few years. And then I would hit the ceiling of the possibilities of that job. And I said to my wife, I said to them, I'm only looking for a job that I could be in technically, practically forever. If I happen to move for one other reason, okay, I'll move, but I need to know that the job itself is not self-limiting. I did not have any idea that I would leave there. We traveled there by by the mouth of God. I tried to do the right thing. I asked my rabbi. My rabbi told us it was the right thing to do. We moved there. But then something comes out of nowhere. I did not intend ever leaving. It comes time and Hashem says, trust me. You're doing good things where you, in your business. You're doing wonderful things here. But I have something better for you around the corner. I need to take something from you. I need to make you unstable. So you move. So you shuckle. So you uh, put in a little bit of sweat, a little bit of work. And then I have a bigger beracha waiting for you around the corner. When a person lives that way, then they're constantly in a state where they feel like they're being carried by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. May God bless us, Be'ezrat Hashem, to always feel His... Uh, his guidance in our life. May God bless us to always feel like we are walking behind Him. That we have walking in front of us God lighting the way, guiding us to our very next destination, which is only going to be a better, bigger and better place for that. And the one thing I will end with is this. If you think for one second, Rabotai, how difficult it must have been to get up and move, I want you to imagine that conversation. The kid comes and says, Abba, we're moving again. We only just got here two days ago. Why are we moving? Let's just live over here. You know, I know where the spring is. I know where the slides are. I like the school. I like the thing. A kid turns to the father and he says, I don't you know why? And the father says, because, you know, the Ananea Kavod, they're moving, it's time to go. And the kid says, but how do you know it's going to be better where we go than over here? You know what the kid says to the, the father says to the kid? He says, Rohe, I can't tell you what the next place is going to be like because I've not been to the next stop on life's uh, train journey. But I can tell you that every morning for the last however long, when I woke up in the morning, I had the bread that I needed. Both at that time, the man from the Shamaim, but also the things that took care of themselves in our life. You know, did you starve to death yet? You're still alive? How did that happen? I don't know. There were times when I never knew where the next dollar was going to come from. You know, I I was worried about having a shelter over my head. Honey, have we ever slept in the streets? We haven't. We've always had shelter over our heads. When they were able to look at the hasadim of God from the past, they were able to follow after Him uh, confidently into the future. If you constantly are aware of God's hand, then you live in a state of peace of mind, of tranquility, knowing that you can never take a step in the wrong direction. If God is leading you. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve